It's uh, Friday, October 22nd, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding me. It's uh, been a rather relaxing day after yesterday's super clean of the apartment. So today I uh, spent a little bit more time this morning working on my Chinese, uh, which I didn't do very much yesterday. So I ended up doing a lot of work on my characters, going through, I finished unit 14 on Memorize, and then once I got back from my morning walk, it has gotten a little bit more chilly outside, um, but, uh, and that only affects like my, my hands as I try to operate my cell phone with bare hands in the cold winter, cold weather, so if anything, there's sort of a deadline to get the characters studied and done because in about a month, it I don't know how long I'll want my hand to be exposed to the elements, right? Uh, so anyway, well, hopefully within the next month, I'll get uh, a few more of those uh, chapters done. I'm aiming, there's 36 total, I'm on number 14. Uh, and uh, as it is, this is pretty much the end of my annual leave. So starting next week, work trips begin again. Now, is this going to help? or hinder my progress in the Chinese language. I don't know. Uh, this remains to be seen. But I do know that I do have to get through the vocabulary uh, because the more vocabulary I study, I can't lie in that it starts unlocking the language a whole lot more. And the thought did cross my mind today that it does, it's actually become a language, uh, which is odd to say, but it also means that I'm hitting that point in the vocabulary, the, the critical mass of the vocabulary, where if I don't know who's speaking or what they're talking about, I can still pick up on it. Still have a long way to go, but it's getting there. In addition to the characters, I did uh, quite a bit of reading today uh, as well. And uh, I was actually reading this uh, this. I guess it's it's not a Cheng Yu book, like not an idiom book, but it's for high schoolers. And what it is, is that it it gives you a, a word or a character, and then it explains it as you explain to a child what it means. And as silly as it sounds, this actually was kind of interesting to read because it was using words and terminology, most of which, sorry, not just words and terminology, characters that I I knew, so I could follow along and be like, oh, and I just the it slowly pieced together, uh, not just the character that was being described, but then the description for that character as well, and so that really helped. I mean, I guess one of the things uh, that is that is probably necessary for a lot of language learners, myself included, is to reduce yourself to that sponge-like character of being a child. Uh, so that and that means like reading something that's at your level. And this maybe it's a middle school book. Yeah, it's probably a middle school book because um, I mean it's written all in characters, very little pinyin. Uh, but there's enough pictures in there to make it sort of to, to indicate that it is for kids rather than for adults. So 
Uh, I guess there's supposed to be a workbook along with it, but uh, I don't have it, so I just have the book. Um, the this uh, the one book anyway. It's pretty big. I I don't think you read it front to back. I think you pick out pieces uh, here and there and just take a look at it. It's similar to the book on idioms that I have, but a lot easier to read. So I spent uh, half an hour reading through that. And then the rest of the morning, I actually spent a decent amount of time on HelloTalk. And I haven't been doing this very much, um, mainly because I have it uh, loaded on another phone because if, with HelloTalk, if you if you use a free version, you can only study one language at a time on your device. Which means, if you want to study two languages, you have to have two devices or two accounts that you sign in of and out of uh, on your on your one phone. I don't want to do that, so I just use a second device. And that being the case, I just I have to remind myself to actually uh, use my other, my other phone, which I normally use as my electronic dictionary now. So uh, a little bit of a change of uh, methodology, but make it work. Uh, it was interesting because I had talked about allergies on uh, this app, and I got quite a bit of response from it. And it turns out that like allergies aren't a foreign concept at all in Beijing, and a lot of people suffer from bad air quality overall and a lot of people the messages i was getting was that uh among the uh, typical response of like go to the doctor get medication like this this is not a medication issue uh some of the other suggestions were yeah uh it's it's beijing air um it just makes people have difficulty breathing especially if you're uh, in the sensitive group such as asthmatics and it's something that I think has developed in me since I've been in Beijing. And there's probably a whole host of reasons why. I mean, pollution, dust, uh, no doubt there's mold in uh, some of these places because, uh, I mean, I don't hear people talking about it. But, uh, I mean, I was looking at my windowsill and even there's little black dots all over the place. I'm like, eek, maybe i got to get this stuff replaced or something. But uh, and even just a little bit of that, that mold will uh, affect uh, some people will affect me apparently. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> discussion on allergies today on on Hello Talk, uh, and then I also posted a um, a sound clip of um, part of my reading, and most people, yeah, they they complimented me. So yeah, it's not bad. A few words were mispronounced. You do have to pay attention to stress timing, and then your tone. That was uh, what I had some my tones, and this is of course. The one issue that I had was that I, I had to get the whole, I had to get the page read within one minute or else Hello Talk cuts you off. And so that's why uh, some of my stress timing was off in my uh, my speech rate. So anyway, um, in addition, I finally posted uh, October 15th episode from my last week, uh, last week's trip to Chengdu. And this one was all about the pandas in Chengdu. So I uh, head over to my website, stephensersky.com. You can find it under the audio blog section. And this one's, uh, it's about a 40-minute episode. It takes you through uh, what we did and what we saw um, at uh, the Panda Research Base in Chengdu last week. Uh, another thing came up today was uh, I was talking to um, another colleague today. And uh, she was 
talking about anxiety and depression, and apparently there's this quote uh, uh, attributed to Lao Tzu, uh, Lao Tzu as uh, we, we know him in the West. Uh, if you're depressed, you're thinking about the past. If you're anxious, you're thinking about the future. Um, if you are at peace, you're in the moment. Apparently, it's not actually Lao Tzu. Uh, it's uh, someone else. Sort of the origins have been obscured, um, mainly because, and I found this one website that actually had a good explanation of why it's not Lao Tzu, because the concepts of anxiety and depression would be foreign to them back then. Um, so the, the translation, the translation, or the translator took some liberty with it. And this got me thinking because a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when I was uh, studying Python, uh, you'll recall that I was doing that quite heavily leading up to my vacation, and I was talking about feeling that knot in my chest, and that's exactly what anxiety is. Uh, depression is different. Depression is when you're thinking about things that have happened and how uh, they affect you in the future, and so you think things become very blasé, they're pointless, there's no reason to do something because it hasn't worked before. Whereas in anxiety, you're thinking about all the things you have to do and all the things that you would, could, or should do, but you can't for some reason or something's blocking you. Like you, you're afraid someone's going to say this or someone will think that or that this will happen. So it's a lot of hypotheticals that go on in your mind. It's very much a mind game. Um, I have battled this as well. Not as bad as I think other people have it. I know that this topic comes up quite a bit, uh, especially these days on social media. It seems to pop up every now and then. And I know in Canada, February is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, mostly sponsored by uh, one of the large corporations in Canada. Uh, But uh, I think it is something worth to sort of dwell on, think about, to research, to figure out... One of the issues is that with depression and anxiety, you're never really sure who else is suffering from it, but I can almost guarantee you of all the people I know, a lot of them have in some form dealt with these two issues, being depressed and being anxious. Um, So, I mean, it's whether or not it becomes crippling and whether or not uh, it's debilitating, like it, it stops you or prevents you from doing stuff. That's when you want to start looking at outside help. Uh, For me, I know one of the things that's helped me deal with a lot of um, difficult uh, mental issues is uh, journaling, writing things. Like my blog, you'll notice that my blog is like a smorgasbord of mishmashed writings of different topics. Same with this audio blog. This sort of uh, deals with my, uh, you know, desire to talk about some things. So that's what this audio blog helps is actually quell some of the anxiety or uh, sort of mull through or work through some of the issues or the things or the thoughts that I've been having um, lately. So, uh, I mean, it might not be entirely useful to other people, but it is useful for me to sort of get that out a little bit. And I wonder if a lot uh, or, or some of some other people could benefit from the same thing. The one beauty about living in this day and age is that we do have access to such cheap uh, and easy-to-use technology, and you don't necessarily have to broadcast it to everybody. You don't even have to tell anybody else or even post it publicly. You could just do it 
on your own and then maybe it could be released later if that's what you want to do. But I understand that even thinking of that process can make some people anxious. Like, oh, well, what if I don't do it right? What if I don't, what if I make this mistake or that mistake? Um, or even worse is that they think of the other failures that they've had before and they go, ah, it's not worth it. You know, what's the point anyway? And that, that's a form of your, your depression right there. Uh, I mean, for me, as I've grown older, I'm not going to lie, uh, I've, I sort of think back of all the other times where I could have done something or should have or uh, maybe I would have done it if something else had been right. And nowadays I just go, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? Let's try it. Let's see what happens. It doesn't mean it's going to become the next all-encompassing life business. It could just be something I try, and if it fails, well, then it fails, and hopefully not too many people laugh at me unless that's what I want them to happen, I want them to do. But let's be fair. Uh, Whenever that thought gets me about other people ridiculing something that I do, all I have to do is think about some of the biggest companies in the world and some of the biggest blunders they've made. And, and this even goes for stock trading. If you ever lose money in the stock market, you start beating yourself up on. Think of the angel investors. And this actually is in my mind because I've been watching Silicon Valley lately. But think of the angel investors who put up cash into an idea only to see that cash disappear and the employees or whoever else either disappear as well or simply not live up to the promise of it right so i mean dealing with that sort of uh will other people accept this will other people like it what will i get ridiculed well there's been a lot bigger fish who've made a lot bigger mistakes too uh, and throughout history so it's that's one thought that sort of tames my anxiety about having any issues about publishing things or getting things done uh, but even still, I know I feel it when I'm trying to study, you know, Russian, Chinese, Python, this, that, you know, you go to the gym, you got to go to work, you got to talk to people. Um, it's all these things that sort of compound upon each other that is very difficult to juggle sometimes. Of all things, I've noticed uh, eating well is very important. So like not eating bad like fast food a lot of heavy oil food even like hot pot like Chinese people love to say that Chinese food is the healthiest thing in the world I go I can't eat the Chinese food because there's too much oil in it um so like even like the hot pots boiling oil uh and things along that along that line so I mean I've started eating fresh vegetables for for lunch um on a day-to-day basis just to give myself that respite from some of the foods uh, that I do eat. Uh, the other things like keeping away from things like too much alcohol or anything like that. But then also sleep. I've dramatically cut down on my caffeine. Like I don't drink coffee after 2 p.m. anymore. I try not to 2 p.m., 3 p.m. at the latest. But then after that, it's it's no more until the next day. Now the next day, I mean, I start at 6.30 or 7 o'clock because I like my coffee. I really do. Uh, and I'll, I'll drink coffee until 2 but, or at least until about lunchtime anyway. After that, lay off the caffeine, get it out of your system, go do your workouts, go for your walks, and then that way your, your system can deal with it. So those two things, eating eating well and then getting good sleep, like being sure to get in bed at a certain time, wind down 
into the evening and then you, having that that definite wake up time of you know for me I try to get up at 6 a.m. but it doesn't always work uh, but being sure to have that sort of chunk of time where you're like this is it I'm done thinking of anything else I cannot do anything else today I'm going to wind down do something mindless and fall asleep that way and I found that my uh, my sleep has improved a lot better and the better I sleep the better the days go now I say this after a month of vacation. Talk to me again <laughs> at the end of December. We'll see how things are going as uh, I am going to uh, increase my workload just a little bit uh, to uh, probably uh, help uh, deal with the uh, influx of uh, meetings that we're going to have throughout November and December. Anyway, uh, so that's that's sort of my plan going forward, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, but, you know, I, it will be interesting. I've noticed that also not stressing about work seems to help as well uh, which that's a whole different level because maybe you can or cannot stress about work and I know if you have kids oh you know as much as uh, you know I don't mind kids I love I I love kids Um, they're fantastic little people but I know that when you hear them cry you hear them scream it even me if I don't I don't have kids but I hear them outside and they screech it's like that blood-curdling screech, like, oh my god, why, why, why? To you folks who have children, all I can say is, best of luck. I, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Hope you guys are well. We'll leave it there. Have a good weekend, and remember, be good to yourself. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.